Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, this is Vikings Ventline, the most interactive and fan-friendly show in Minnesota sports, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment, or in this case, Daily Vikings Therapy. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and we just witnessed uh, a a two-touchdown blown lead, uh, a couple chances to win the game, or at least put the game away late, and the Vikings come up short in Baltimore, and they lose by three points, 34-31. to Let's get a couple things out of the way here, and then we'll give our main thoughts from this game and then turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans. Um, If you're watching us on a TCL TV, thank you, because TCL is one of our big-time supporters here, and they've got a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. If you sent a bat or a football through your TCL TV, go pick up another one at a major local retailer near you. Let's start here with Judd Zolgad. Your main takeaway from this Vikings loss, dropping them to three and five. Uh, it's very simple. This, first of all, this is the most upset I've been after a game in a long time uh, because the malpractice that continues to be allowed is stupid, it is stubborn, and most importantly, inexcusable. Um, A lot of people are going to call for Mike to be fired tonight. I don't think personally that is going to take place. That's my own personal feeling is that the Wilfs are not going to fire him. But you have to call Mike or go go to a post game and say, I don't care what you do. I don't care who it is. Somebody else is calling the damn offensive plays next week. This cannot go on. Um, The scripted plays again. Again, the scripted plays. Five plays, 50-yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson. Next series, which, by the way, continues the script. 11 plays, 93 yards, touchdown. Oh, my God, they've figured it out. The offense is good, and Jefferson's a threat. And if you you use both the run to complement the pass and vice versa, it works. And from there... Plays three, six, four, one, seven, three, ten for a touchdown when you had to have it. Um, but it was, it, but the fact that this offense does this week after week after week, and the defense, shorthanded, played a great game. I know they gave up a lot of points, but against Lamar Jackson, I thought they did a great job. And when you ask them to be out on the field for eighty plus plays, and Lamar Jackson 
this breaking news is tough to play against. Yeah. That defense was gassed. Clint Kubiak, though, and here's my final point, and here's why he's gone. I, and I don't care. He he can go pick up towels. I I don't care. Don't you know he's Gary's kid. I he can go help with something. But when Mark Schlereth, who was working the game for Fox today, at some point in the game said, "We talked to Clint, and he said it, and he said he's getting more comfortable with getting plays in quicker." As the season progresses, what is this? How I spent my summer freaking vacation with young Clint? Like, I got to call plays. It was great. And now I have to go back to school. Uh, this is inexcusable. So people will call for Mike to be fired. And I believe that Mike is in his last year here. But to do what they are doing to this offense with a guy who's never called plays and is clearly in so far over his head um, is ridiculous. Clint Kubiak, by tomorrow morning, needs to be removed as the play caller for this team. The problems go beyond Clint Kubiak. I, I hear you. I hear you on Clint Kubiak, and I've got some thoughts on Clint Kubiak. But the problems go beyond Clint Kubiak. Mike Zimmer now as a head coach with many more offensive coordinators beyond Clint Kubiak. Yeah, assuming Baltimore finishes the season above 500, they are now, what, 6-2? and two? Mike Zimmer's record against teams that finish the season above 500 is now 19-44. and 44 in his eight seasons as Vikings head coach. So Mike Zimmer and the stew that he cooks always gravitates toward close games, always gravitates toward losing in the end to teams that finish the season with a winning record. Kirk Cousins, same story for his entire career. He's just like, you watch these two quarterbacks today, you know, who, and this is what the NFL is now. I mean, all these quarterbacks that are coming in the last five years can make plays with their legs. They can extend things. You know, Kirk did a nice job at least coming down and tying the game, but he disappeared for two hours because he's not dynamic enough. He's like a basketball player that needs to be set up for every make, right? Like he can't create his own shot at the top of the key or off the dribble, and Lamar Jackson can. But to your Clint Kubiak points, I agree with I agree with what you're saying. I don't think he's like the the front man for this loss or the front man for another disappointing Viking season. But I want to point to two instances in this game in particular that drove me nuts when it came to play calling and when it came to uh, e either scheming play calling or maybe Kirk Cousins deciding to check down or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Fourteen point lead in the first half, and the Vikings have a chance to blow this thing wide open. Right, like they had Baltimore on the ropes on the road. The Vikings were playing like their season depended on it, which, by the way, it did. And they come out of that. So 14-point lead, you can step on their throats. You can go up by three touchdowns. The Vikings, by the way, have only had one 20-point lead at any point in any game over the last 30 games. So they, they don't step on teams' throats. And they come out with a tight end screen to Conklin, a handoff to the backup running back, Alex Madison, and then stuffed up the middle with Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah. Like the most conservative you can possibly call. And then toward the end of the game, Anthony Barr with one of the most clutch, ridiculous defensive plays you're ever going to see, right? He goes up, he tips the ball to himself, he picks off that pass, and now they have basically 20 or 25 yards to get to field goal range. Swing pass to Dalvin, nothing. Right. Now it's second and long, stuffed. Going to run the ball on second and long, predictably. 
And then third and long, now the, now the Ravens defense is going to send some exotic blitz. And I barely, I barely blame Kirk for that. Like, what is he supposed to do? He's stuck in third and long in, in that situation. And of course, the Ravens are going to fluster him. So, and he's not good enough or mobile enough to make a play out of it. And so I don't know what the Vikings think they're doing. I don't know why they thought a guy that was the wide receivers coach at Kansas University five years ago was going to be the one that was going to lead them to the offensive promised land in a year in which jobs are on the line. But this was... This this was one of the most frustrating and infuriating losses in a really frustrating season. Declan, your quick thoughts before we get to all kinds of Vikings fans here. Uh, I obviously brought my whiteboard again uh, for this. <laughs> and I just want to say S-O-F-T, soft, soft, S-A-W-F-T, soft. So soft, dude. So, so, so soft. To the Mark Solareth point, by the way, who said... When they're driving down in the fourth quarter, good for Clint Kubiak to be sticking to his guns, calling another run on second and long. What? Why? Who? Who? who, who and I know Mark Schlereth is your hard-nosed football. He was basically having a, a, an aneurysm watching the fullbacks run all over the place today. So I get that he's an old-school guy. But just in general, watching him praise Clint Kubiak, and, and this is it, man. I mean, it, the writing's on the wall here. Your first drive was great again. This was the classic another Vikings... Uh, offensive performance. They start hot. You have a chance and to, to really dagger Baltimore. I agree with Judd. I thought Lamar Jackson, who was a damn good quarterback, was for the most part held in check. The defense did its part. The defense did its part. Were they brilliant today? No, they weren't. But they put themselves in position for the offense to win this game. Mm-hmm. And once again, you go S-O-F-T soft again. Mm-hmm. And it, it was infuriating to watch, dude. Absolutely dude, they, they went like two hours between Justin Jefferson targets. It was nuts, like two hours of real time between Justin Jefferson targets. And I believe in the end, Tyler Conklin, of course, is the most targeted receiver in this game. I mean, that that really says everything you need to know. Of possession, 46-04 for the Ravens, 23-40 for the Vikings. It's inexcusable. If nothing else, again, I if I'm the Wilfs, I tell Mike, you are you are no longer to give any instruction when it comes to the offensive play calling, and we need to get somebody in here who has done it before. Uh, it's mind-boggling. But but Judd, it, it, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like what do we? What do you? Like, who? Who? They're three and five. Like the seat. Because, like bring be, someone. Bring if you can go back six months ago and make that change. Well, sure, but I no 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 I just disagree completely i don't want justin jefferson to have to put up with this crap i want people to succeed here i i don't care where they're at currently i care about the fact that they watch this week after week after week and i mean they've still got football players who are pretty damn good and they won't give them the football i am not interested in pissing off a guy who i think if he was used correctly would be a top five receiver in this entire league so that's why I mean, literally, Clint Kubiak is a mess. He's a wreck. He's talking to Schlereth about who, who, by the way, Schlereth is a Clint fan because Schlereth is a Bronco who lives in Denver who's friends with Gary, okay? That's yeah. why. That's a bunch of sure. BS. Sure. But I, I can't put up with this. And if I'm the Wilfs, I'm watching Mike dictate to a kid who is in over his head the parameters, and it's ridiculous, and I've got players who can play the game. Yeah. They're idiots. Dude, here's another thing, too. If you just want to boil this, let, just boil this game down real quick. You had on the Ravens side of the offensive, uh, fo- offensive side of the football, you had one of the most dynamic 
playmaking, create his own plays out of thin air quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. And by the way, the Vikings defense did a great job stifling him for large chunks. Like yeah. a bunch of a bunch of dudes who weren't starting three weeks ago did a great job. And Zimmer and the defensive staff deserve. A, I mean, they put up a great plan today to uh, to at least hold the Ravens in check um, un- until the defense got gassed late, right? But on the offensive side of the ball, you got one of the most dynamic, athletic, playmaking quarterbacks in the league and a coordinator in Greg Roman that's been a coordinator for much of the last 10 years in the NFL. He coordinated one of the most innovative offenses in the league in 2011, 12, 13, Colin Kaepernick, right? They went to a Super Bowl. He's coordinated in a Super Bowl. And the Vikings are bringing Clint Kubiak because his last name's Kubiak, was coaching for the worst college football team among any power five school five years ago uh, has zero experience calling plays is trying to figure out the rhythm of calling plays per the broadcast today and Kirk Cousins who's accurate but one of the least dynamic quarterbacks one of the guys who he's who's unable to create his own offense and create his own plays and like we can talk about defense we can talk about head coaching battle which also I would take John Harbaugh 10 times out of 10 over Mike Zimmer but look at the weapons in just the coordinator and the quarterback battle that Baltimore is bringing compared to the Vikings. And the result played out that way. And you don't give yourself a chance. That's what's so frustrating about that. Like that game was mm-hmm. there for the taking. You, you got the ball back on, on a Bynum interception at the 16-yard line mm-hmm. with a chance to go up 21-2-3. 16-yard line. And what did you do? You acted like you had never seen a football before in your damn life. Yeah. And, and that's that's what's so frustrating. These are all self-inflicted wounds by people who are too stubborn to say, I screwed up, we have to fix something. All right, let's. Uh, I think we've set our piece for now. I'm sure we'll have plenty more takes on this, but let's turn it over here. This is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. If you're watching us right now, Vikings Vent Line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and click the like button if you're sick of this. Click the like button if you are sick of this and you just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point, which is the motto of Purple Daily. So, Declan, let's get to our first fan here. First first therapy session. We'll go across the border. We'll go to uh, Alex in Kenosha. You'll uh, kick us off here on Vikings Ventline, man. How's it going? What's up, guys? How are we doing? We're frustrated. We're all right. We're frustrated. I'm pissed off. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm 30 years old. And everybody does this, but I've been a Vikings fan since 98. And uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not, like, spitting rage angry. I'm just, like, over this. Like, this. Like, can we raise the expectations here? Like, my whole life, I've never been, like, a big fire this guy, fire that guy. But, like, I like Spielman. I think he does a pretty good job. We do good with the cap. You know, Zimmer's not bad. Kirk's pretty decent. But it's like, what are we doing? Like, honestly, we we have Justin Jefferson. We already just did this with Stefan Diggs when he walked right out of here and proved us all wrong. And then we do the same thing with Justin Jefferson. Like the beginning of the game, like, oh, 50 yard pass. We we ran the ball to him the first play of the game. And then we just forget about him. It's like Zimmer's putting children in charge of, you know, oh, well, my son's going to be the defensive coordinator. And and my buddy's son is going to be the offensive coordinator. Like, let's get a little bit more innovative here. It's just, it's just pathetic. I mean, I'm just tired of watching this team do this and pretend like it's actually going that's so we got a little an 18 month old here uh oh that's the dude thing. no like, that's that's the, age the to, that's the age to start griping yeah, about yeah. the vikings she, and she's mad yeah. she should be mad we're all mad she's, yeah she's mad hi. and so hi so hi the hi. thing is that the, the thing is that 
we're 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 pretending like this has a chance to succeed and it's it's like i i don't know if the wolves do they want to win a super bowl or like in office we talked about this do they just want to be good they just want to be like okay and have the attendance up like um that's that's my biggest thing is like i don't even get that mad like this is this is low level mad for me like it's just sad because we, we waste talent. We waste seasons just doing this. And I don't even know if Kirk's actually good because we'll never give him the chance to actually do it. He had like 20 passes three quarters of the way through this game as we just again and again and again give these games away. It's it's mm-hmm. just it's sad. Yeah, and Alex, uh, you know, to, to your point about nepotism, right? You've got Adam Zimmer overseeing the defensive side of the ball and you've got Clint Kubiak. Is, let's just stick with Clint Kubiak. Is Clint Kubiak one of the 32 most qualified offensive play callers in the world? <laughs> like what? Like I would what? Say no. It's I such mean, a weird. Yeah, it's such it's a resume. weird. It's a weird flyer to take when everyone's job is on the line, and when you've got a 33 yes. year old veteran quarterback. Like it's a weird flyer to take. First guess in the summer we were talking about this. And by the way, like we can sit here and focus on Clint Kubiak, but ultimately it's Mike Zimmer's decision to put him in that spot. And if he's in over his head, you, I mean, you elevated him. You thought he was qualified. Oh, yeah. great stuff. So, uh, yeah, Alex, I, thanks for coming on, dude. I, I, I won't appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, yeah right. and, and where did so, – so Clint got the job because Gary left, and in Mike's mind he, he thought, I want to keep this transition as smooth as possible for Kirk and the entire – offense so where did play action go like that was a gary staple and it's just gone play action's gone i mean justin jefferson catches a 50-yard touchdown pass on one of the opening plays of this game and then has two receptions the rest of the game for 19 yards it, it, that's the the thing is i'm not even talking about bringing in a qualified great oc i'm talking about somebody who might watch football in 2021 once or twice yeah all right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Ventline? Yeah, let's go to uh, Eli. Eli, what's up, man? Where are you calling from? I'm in Wartown, South Dakota. Okay. About five hours from Minneapolis. Sure. And uh, first of all, I want to say welcome back, Kane Wonga, right? That was awesome today. Had that big punch, had that kick return for a touchdown. It's great to see him out there again. I tried to enjoy the game as much as I could. But about halfway through the second quarter, I was thinking to myself, oh, God, don't back off the pedal. Don't let off the gas yeah. like you've been doing all year, and that's exactly what they did again. And, and I'll give I'll give Cousins this. Yes, you were pressured like crazy. They were coming after you. But you saw early on we had a deep shot to Jefferson. We got a touchdown off of it. Why did you get away from that? Dude. Why wouldn't you try it again? No, that 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 plays there too. Like some people act like, well, that plays only there once every month because the offensive line's bad. It's like, no, that plays there multiple times a game if you want to take that shot. Yeah, and even Thielen to make those catches too. And you got these guys out there, and they just completely get away from what works. Yeah. And I don't know if that's Zimmer, if it's Kubiak, if it's a combination of both. They just they gotta keep the gas on the pedal. You know, there's no reason to ever let off, especially. When you play a team with an offense like the Ravens, you get into a shootout, you got to take the shots. You got to keep going. You got to keep punching. And I don't know why they're letting off. but Dude, it felt like, Eli, thanks for coming on, man. It felt like once they got up 17-3, to 
it, and again, maybe maybe I'm just over projecting or something, but it it felt like okay, that's all right. Now we've got our cushion. Now let's not do anything crazy here offensively, right? Let's make sure that we're let's feed it to Conklin and let's be handing off. And it's like, no, you guys. I mean, this you can pick this defense apart. And they stopped for like two hours, even toward the end of the game. I, the, the, you know, I don't know. You're probably not going to convert a third and eighteen. I don't expect them to. But one of the plays that just had me jamming my head against a brick wall was with seven minutes left in the game, third and 18, and they dump off. Kirk Cousins dumps off to Tyler Conklin in that spot. And that is, not, I guarantee you that's not the play call. Tyler Conklin is a check down route there, and that's a classic example. He's done that a few times in similar situations. He did it also, I think it was the, was it Arizona? It was the, they had, they had one shot before the game winning drive that they missed the field goal and it was a three and out, or maybe it was, it was one of the games early in the season and he threw a check down, you know, four yards shy of the line to gain. It's like, right. He, he needs to, whether it's scheme or whether it's Kirk, I'm going to put this one on Kirk, dude, the game's on the line. It's third and 18. There is zero value in throwing the ball two yards past the line of scrimmage to Tyler Conklin. No one's going to crucify you if you throw a ball into traffic to Justin Jefferson, a 50-50 ball, and it gets picked. Yep. Nobody's going to criticize you for that. But the problem is Kirk has Kirk needs an OC and, and, and a confidant and literally somebody to hold his quarterback hand more than anybody. And he's got this kid who has no clue what he's doing. I mean, they brought in Gary – because they were concerned, I think, about Stefanski, who, by the way, turned out to be fine. But Gar- but think about think about Kirk's OCs. They have held his hand. Why did Kyle Shanahan love him? Because he was always there for Kirk. Good job, Kirk. Let's do do this. Let's do that. Now Kirk's just left to his own devices by a twelve-year-old kid calling plays, and he's like, "I'll just check it down because I don't know what to do." This is one of the most ill thought out decisions of all time. I, I mean, again, it's literally like the playbook to make sure Kirk fails. Like what's going to, what's going to make Kirk worse. Let's give him a play caller who halfway through the season is working on getting in place. He's working on getting in place. Dude, he admitted so that bad, he dude. is working. On, what are we going to talk about when we start our podcast tomorrow? I'm not oh, quite dude. sure. I'm getting a little bit better <laughs> yeah, about deciding dude. on topics. It's like so your bad, job is to have play, play, play. That's why you're an OC. And Kirk's like, oh, and Kirk gets frazzled. And so now Kirk's frazzled. It's just, this is so stupid. It's so, it is. And it's, it's, so it's, dumb. it's bad leadership all the way up. It's yep. also like some of this too is like you're paying a guy $35 million who needs his hand held in almost yep. every situation too. Yep. And okay. so that's front office. It's also partially on Kirk. Um, Man, Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly interactive show and the best therapy session that you're going to get for free here. Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan. Who's next on Vent Line? All right, let's go to uh, Trevor. Trevor, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Where are you calling from, Trevor? I'm calling from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, on the okay. other side of the border. Enemy Around. territory. Yeah. Judd, to your point you just made there, um, it the frustrating part for me watching the game is – is Kirk stepping up behind the scenes, which we've talked about? No, probably not. But where, where, why can't he step up and say, let me call some plays at the line or make decisions? And clearly that's the dif- dysfunction of the team, right? And that's what we've, and you guys have talked about on Bentline. 
Uh, to go along on that on that point is there was a there was a play I think it was I can't remember if it was third or fourth down but there was a run play it was a short down and they ran it to the left with Dalvin and after the play they ended up being short after the play the announcers even said in circle look at all the players on the left side of the screen where they ran Dalvin Cook when you watch Aaron Rodgers or you watch other teams, they're kill, 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 you know, switch the play, maybe do a, a check over to the left or do something to get the first down. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get where, um, can Kirk have some, he's a bad leader. I mean, there's like, I think you're like your frustration is our frustration. And some of it comes down to, Mike Zimmer clearly is a control freak who just wants things done his way. Uh, and, and he doesn't, I mean, you kind of heard it come out in the press conferences last week, right? I mean, Kirk's like, I mean, Mike want, you know, Mike's the one that calls the timeouts, but you know what, if you're a great leader at that position, mm-hmm. then you push back, you manage up, you, you, you go into the coach's office and you, you know, you show your leadership ability. You change a play at the Brett Favre in 2009 used to get in spats <laughs> with Brad Childress on the sidelines because he would change plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know, he'd check into something else, score a touchdown, and Brad Childress would. I mean, there's literally like a mic'd up. I think it was against the Lions in 2009, and Brett and Childress like pulled Brett aside and was like, "Hey, what are we? You know, what are we doing there? Changing that play?" And, you know. And Brett slaps him on the ass or something and walks away because he's a great leader. And that's he's like, I I know this is the right thing to do at the line of scrimmage. Kirk, I don't think Kirk wants that responsibility. I think he likes being I just work here guy, to be honest with you. That's that's the exact thing I was going to say is you guys have talked about it all last week. I'm just work here guy, Mr. I'm just work here all guy. But the thing, too, is like so we hired Clint as our offensive coordinator, which is a young guy and we've you've already expressed to the start of vent line the frustration with that so it's like with Kirk Cousins you have a young OC that is kind of showing now he might not he's out of his league potentially this is a prime time for him to step up and coach you know even coach the OC which you probably don't want to hear I mean obviously we met we need to move on but that's where it really grinds me to my gears is the the Kirk Cousins personality because he's in a situation right now where he could probably have great conversations with Clint that he uh, probably isn't having we don't know behind the scenes but there's calls that happen that it's it's very questionable that I can't imagine Kirk goes up to the line of scrimmage and thinks this is going to be a successful play and when he, if he goes up there and truly thinks that or doesn't think that, we don't know. Yeah. How can you not make adjustments? Um, one of the, one of the things before before you guys let me go and some comments I wanted to take because I I took a couple pages of notes actually. Love so, it. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> oh, no problem at all. Um, That's a good idea. So we talk about the scripted plays all the time, and they look great to start the half. But it's almost like when we come out of halftime. Other teams make adjustments. And are the Vikings, since they're up 14, or I can't remember what it was, playing well to start going to the second half? They're just, we had a great first half. Let's just keep rolling with what we did. But other teams are, they killed us here. We'll adjust. And then we are almost nothing through the end of the game. Sure, there's other aspects that come into play there. But when you, <laughs> I just, I really don't get that. 
how we can have such good scripted plays and you guys vent about it all all every episode and just go into nothing it doesn't make a lick of sense Dude. Yeah, it is uh, great stuff. Trevor, thanks for coming on, man. I'm also I'm behind in, in enemy lines right now, too, visiting some family over in uh, Milwaukee for the weekend. So I'm just like laying low here, trying not to run into Packers any are playing. Yeah, Nobody's going to face right now. Hacker you're, fans. Yeah. You're fine. Safe zone. And Packers then, of course, the, 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 the freaking Gophers losing to Illinois yesterday. I'm sitting, you know, all these just these idiot Badger fans just rubbing it in everywhere I go. Just, yeah. it's just, it's just, Sorry, yeah. pal. No, they're right, too. I saw that game. That was atrocious. Too. So bad. So that, bad. Nice play calling in that one. Yeah. Uh, therapy is in session here. If you're just joining us, this is Vikings Ventline, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment. Let's get to our next, I'm assuming, frustrated fan here. All right. Let's go to our loyal guy, Chauncey. Chauncey. Where, where are you calling from, man? Where are we at? Oh, oh you're we can't. muted, buddy. Hey, you you're gotta, muted. You just got to unmute yourself on, uh, on, on the side here. There, there we go. There, there we go. Yes, yes. 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 Looks like the Viking ship should have been winterizing, uh -oh. Uh -oh. winterizing the boat. Put it away. Park in the garage, trim crap, whatever you got to do, put the antifreeze in. This baby's over. I'm going to do uh, an homage here to uh, Doogie Scoop, empty the notebook. So I'm going to champion from Fargo, empty the notebook. I just random fire thoughts, all right? Here, here we go. First off, fire away. Uh, I think some smooth journalist needs to check into uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, daily uh, fantasy football, one of the things you're trying to do is, is find value in receivers. And I, I think he's in a PPR league because... Pretty sure last week he locked in on C.J. Ham at a low number. But not yet too predictable. Tyler Conklin at a low price point where he could hook up, and he's thinking Conklin this week. I will hammer the Conklin button. Maybe he's making more than his $30 million or $35 million just in vanity PBR. Okay, random thought number two. So when Zimmer and these guys play conservative, they have no reason to. And, and here's what I'm saying. Let's say last week. The Vikings because of a, a terrible bone-handed, left-handed Carson Wentz interception, and they lost the game. Maybe you think, hey, he's like a service. I look at the stats that he's got two interceptions all year. His stats alone don't drive the narrative that, hey, put the training on. Let's go easy. Let's go easy. Number three, I'll say this. You guys talk about the second and long run being very predictable. Yeah, I'll give you an even more predictable play call. If the Vikings pick up a third and long, Third and nine, third and They pick it up. I turn to my boy every time on the cup face. 100% this is a run because their yeah. instant attitude is, woo! All right, calm her down. Calm it down. Thank God we got it. Calm this thing down. <laughs> every time. And you know what that does? It puts them in instantly, second and long again. It's, it's crazy. Number four. I'm starting to see a little bit of the AP tendencies with Mr. Cook running the ball. His stats look pretty good at the same game, but he has boomer bots at this point. He had a 20-yard run and a 60-yard run. Other than that, it's negative two, negative two, negative, goal like nothing, one, zero. It's kind of turning into a boomer bot situation. I'm not saying that's all on him because he used to dance more, and I think here the line isn't opening up necessarily the holes. But it is tough to give him the ball 25 times a game when a lot of times all that equals is second and long, third and long, right? Number four, on unloading the uh, unloading the scoops book. Here, I thought, right, I called this ahead of time. The Vikings had not been able to get the Ravens off the field. All second half. And they go down and score. And I say, go for two. Why not? 
what the hell? Punch this in, 32 31. They're going to go for a field goal either way. They weren't going to play conservative and lay out and get to play for overtime. So you might as well try for the win right there. They had one shot. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I would have went for it right there. Mike Pice did it back uh, against New Orleans years ago, and they ran it in with Culpepper. And Chancy in Fargo. I'm with it, by the way, on that last point, I'm 100% with him because this doesn't feel like a roster that needs to be blown sky high. It feels like people would love to see this roster, and I would, with a different head coach and a different coordinator and just a different, more aggressive approach. I'd like a new GM and a new coach to come here with a fresh set of eyes and starting with Kirk, tell me what they think. So, so like, I just don't, I don't trust anybody who's currently here to uh, to assess it accurately or maximize it or say, you know what, Kirk is mentally weak. Can't have him, right? So what I want is, for the first time in a long time, when, when it comes to the offensive side of the football, I want professionals. Yeah, I want you to bring in professionals. Like, if I'm going to get my house redone, I want professionals to come in and say, you should do this, and you should do this, and you don't have to do this. Um, the whole thing with Kirk is we're always like trying to be like, well, Kirk can't do this, but Kirk can do this, but Kirk, right? So what I want is a real coach to say, here's what I think. Yeah. You know, here, here's one thing that's just ridiculous to me. I'm just looking through some of the box score stuff here. So Tyler Conklin's fine, but he's a backup tight end, right? The only reason why he's starting is because he had a couple good games down the stretch last year and Irv Smith tore his leg up. And he led you again today in targets. He was the most targeted receiver today. That's such a. I don't think they're going into the week saying, "All right, how can we get the ball to Tyler Conklin more than any other receiver?" Like that's not as as bad as Clint Kubiak is. That's not what they're scheming. So to me, that's Kirk Cousins just looking for a safety blanket. So how can we take those seven targets? Let's make it two or three, and then give the other four or five to Justin Jefferson. Make it 10 for Ooh. Justin Jefferson instead of five. You know, CJ Ham had what was the best catch by a Viking of the day. Mm-hmm. CJ Ham was targeted for that play. Like, <laughs> also, that's, but like, but like, that's what, what you're going to. But like, you know, this is maybe I'm being too nitpicky, but like, why are you throwing a ball 30 yards down the that's field to a covered fullback in a, in a, in a late game moment of crisis? Right. Like, I mean, what you are you have, doing? You, you are, you are <laughs> acting like you have uh, a Michael Jenkins. Williamson and Aroma should do as your options. That's literally what you're acting like. Dude, bow down to your fullback god Marlon, after that amazing catch. Marlon Humphrey against the Bengals got lit up. Torched. Terrible game. Confidence killer. They really didn't go at him 
today consistently yeah. or at all. Like, what are you doing? Why are you not going at these guys? It, I'm, I'm not kidding. This makes no sense. I also see that uh, Luke Stocker caught a pass again <sighs> yes, today for the Vikings. I missed that one. That's the second oh, week in a row I've no. missed his reception. Early, I believe. Key uh-huh. catch. Huge. Oh, this is a five-yard five catch. Five-yard <laughs> key catch. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Who's next year on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to our uh, local luchador, Austin, uh, who's on Vikings Ventline. Austin, where are you calling from, man? I'm calling from St. Charles, Minnesota. And as you can see, I can't even show my face because of this team. I thought Austin was going to say he was calling from parts unknown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, just a little bit of purple positivity, CJ Ham, probably one of the top three players on our team, of course. <laughs> and uh, the results are in for this team this year. Mm-hmm. What do we got? What do we got? Fire Clint. Fire Clint. And Zim. And Zim. It's simple. Yeah. Whether it's at the end of the year or, hell, tomorrow. Yep. It just needs to be done. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And then I, I, di- I did take some notes. Um, yeah, fire away. Yeah. The fake punt was great. Pat McAfee would have loved that. Oh, it was awesome. Dude, Kenny, Kenny um, Nuango was, was pretty was... spectacular today, man. A little fake punt conversion. For him, though. Kickoff return. Not on offense. He can't He can't play there, dude. Yeah, dude, how can we – okay, I, again, all due respect to Tyler Conklin, but seven targets for Conklin. How about just give two of those to the one of the fastest players in the NFL? No. Kenny Nuango. No. No makes room. No sense. That makes no sense. <laughs> just all right. And then, uh, just as a side note, I love the wrestling, uh, you know, words that you like to use there. And then, uh, I I can't wait to get the same age as Judd, and mm. just my level of depression for this team just raises. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then just one more side note. Um, the defense was great. Um, I don't know what they did this week, but. If they can keep that up and somehow figure out what they're doing on offense instead instead of asking Madden to just run it every time and all that stuff, uh, this team might go somewhere in like five years. So I appreciate the platform, and maybe there's next week. Austin, are those Vikings horns on the side of your yeah. luchador mask? Dude, that is badass. Is that, is that like custom made, or where'd you get that thing? Uh, a, a great place called Etsy. Uh, yeah. It took about a, a month to get here. Yeah, yeah. Etsy's great. That is phenomenal, man. Hell do you yeah. uh, so? Do you go to games? Do you ever go to like US Bank Stadium with like the full luchador setup, or what's Booyaka. the deal? So yeah, I I did go to one. Booyaka, Booyaka. Check the ball down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did go to one with this on, and then uh, I actually seen a guy there that was in, like the full like macho man like suit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you want to check it down? Yeah, you're gonna check it down now. Yeah, I think that was yeah. Phil. Cream of the crop, yeah. macho yeah. Maggie. <laughs> Right. Actually, you know what? Okay, we're gonna. Ma- I want to make Austin here the uh, the surly call of the week because he brought a freaking Vikings luchador mask to Vikings vent line here. And here's the good news: you are the vent of the night. Brought to you, uh, brought to all of us by uh, Surly Brewing Company, and you're gonna get a night for four people, three other luchadors if you want, to Surly Beer Hall, two appetizers for the table. Four entrees of your choice, one per person, and three beers per person. Oh, yeah. So you can have a good night of therapy oh, as yeah. you complain about the Vikings. Uh, and I should mention, too, that the Surly Beer Hall is absolutely back, and the Surly Pizza upstairs area is back. It's just ridiculous food. Yeah. Critically acclaimed twist on New Haven-style pizzas. And uh, you can also snag a souvenir downstairs at the, the company gear store. Too, baby. Get the gear. Look at this guy. He's loaded. <laughs> we gotta, we, should, we need a, a surly uh, luchador mask here for, for Judd is what needs to happen. So. I'd wear it. A belt or like a belt. 
So, hey, Austin, send an email to uh, VikingsVentline at gmail.com or, uh, or hit up mm-hmm. Declan and we'll get, you, we'll get you hooked up with the night for four luchadors at the Surly Brew Hall. All right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. All right. That's awesome. All right. Gotta love the luchador. I love it, man. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Vikings luchador yeah. mask. He brought it. I appreciate that. I just wanted him to. Do, I just wanted him to go on a camera, just do a six one nine, just like that was the only thing that was missing from that from that last call. Deliver a six one nine to Clint Kubiak yeah, for all I'm those about to do the same ridiculous thing. play calls. All right, who's next on Vikings vent line? Let's go to John. John, what's up, man? You're back on. Oh yeah, you're on. Write that down. A couple yeah. weeks ago. Right? Yes, sir. Hey, what where was this guy today? Who, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> where was he at? Like whose jersey from, is that? The most reliable wide receiver we have, besides Jefferson. Besides like, C.J. Ham, I mean. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that is one dude that I was killing for. He was on the practice squad for, like, what, two years? Yeah. And I was like, get him up here. Dude, like, look, such okay. a good player. Since we're, ha- right, we're having some fun with the box score here. So here's, here's what happens when you have a competent coaching staff a coordinator in Greg Roman with 10 years of experience as a play caller, a schemer. He's been in a Super Bowl before and uh, and a cohesive plan. Okay. And the Ravens, by the way, were they looked pretty shaky offensively at times, but they threw the ball 41 times and they said, who are our three best weapons? Let's make sure that the majority of those passes go to those three guys. And so they targeted Marquise Brown 12 times, Mark Andrews 10 times before he got hurt, and then Rashad Bateman eight times. And then they sprinkled in a couple other passes here and there to some other players. But they went in and said 75 to 80% of our targets are going to our three best wide receivers or tight end. The Vikings go in with a giant shoulder shrug emoji after the first 12 <laughs> scripted plays. Oh, no. They've got no. They've got no plan. They've got no. Here's my. Here's the most important question to me. It needs to happen. When is Thielen, who's a veteran player and well respected by his teammates, going public? Like at some point in time, you've got to. You've got to go frontal here, and just say this is ridiculous. This is absolutely stupid. I, I mean, his agent tried last week, and clearly it didn't help one bit. So when are you going to say? This is BS. Like, we've got all of these targets, and if they trust Kirk as much as they say they trust Kirk, the going frontal is on the coaching staff. Um, I understand that sports teams like to keep things in-house, but sometimes, as Diggs taught us, the only way the only way to get your message across is to go public. And it's high time, if they've got the guts, to go public and say, this is BS. We are blowing opportunities to win football games and and essentially embarrassing ourselves because of this coaching staff. And I agree with that totally. Let's like, and Bateman had a good game too. Yeah, a Minnesota was. Gopher. Like, I mean, yeah, good. I kind of wish we would have got him over Derisaw, but that's just me being a Minnesota Gopher fan. I also want to say I made my write down write that down prediction. Can Anuangu return to tight? Richard return to TD. There you go, dude. Yeah, that's a tutty. Oh, nice. Well, it's a, it's, it, it, it's it? a, it's not a tutty because you said you would return no, a kick. You, you got the, you got the prediction right. Yeah. But yeah, but it was, yeah. it's a good prediction. Okay. I mean, overall today, I can't, I mean, I'm disappointed with the Vikings, but I can't say it wasn't a good game. It was a very interesting game. game I just wish we, we should have came out with that. Like, we came out passing really good. Like, I don't understand where that went. Like, uh, here's, here's where it went. Oh, the script's gone. What do we do now? Yeah. Let's run some more. That's where it went. 
Did oh, you also yeah, hear? Yeah, yeah. I think Mark Schlereth uh, made a comment. He was talking to Greg Roman, you know, in pre-production or whatever, the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. And Greg Roman said, "We don't even script the beginning of the game anymore because we just like to react to what the defense is doing." And I was like, "Wow!" Because the Vikings <laughs> are trying to figure out how to get plays in quicker because the dude that's calling them has never called them before in the NFL. Oh, so frustrating. Oh, and Judd, uh, maybe we should have a little surly, surly furious, you know. Can I here? I'll pour it okay. for you. There you go. Yeah, there you go. that would be nice. Surly pour. Nice. Oh my gosh! To be surly. Honestly, though, I mean, we need to get rid of Zimmer. We need to. I mean, we just need to clean house with our management and just like like Judd said, start professional because obviously the Vikings they don't know what professional is. John, like, great stuff, dude. Appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on the correct write that down prediction from a couple weeks ago saying that uh, Nuangu would indeed be active and would return a kick or take a handoff or something in the next three weeks. He was right, and it happened to be a touchdown, and then a first down converted. Declan, you take issue with... I, with, I think Personally, I just I, think I it's a touchdown. I, I, I think it's no, a he touchdown. Pre- no, he predicted that Nuangu would return a kick, not I mean, for a touchdown. Not oh, for a touchdown. Not for a touchdown. You would just right. return a kick. You would just I thought he the said ball. return a kick for a touchdown. That's no, what I was Jesus, that's, that, that would that's, for that's sure. Why be I was, that's why I was like, man, like you no. guys are really being harsh no, on this. He said shit. return like, this a kick. Like pretty specific. Or okay. touch the ball. Period. Okay. I think. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I was like, whoa, what? Okay. Yeah, if you if, if you would have predicted touchdown, then that's, yeah, we'd yeah, be for sure, man. All right, who's next? Vikings vent line. Vikings therapy session here. Let's go to Raymond. Raymond, what's up, dude? Round Vikings vent line. What's going on? Thank you for putting me on. Um, I just got a few things. First off, um, I'm hoping that uh, the Wolf brothers put the OC. Um, I'm hoping that they put the OC job on either like Indeed, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, you know, Twitter, MyPlace, MySpace, all of that. I'm sorry. That was some soft play calling from after the two series to – overtime and all that like I was just astounded because they could easily went 21 to 3 after the Bynum interception but instead old Zimmer is like you know what let's go 17 to 3 run run pass defense 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 like <laughs> like uh, Randy says you know <laughs> but I was I was just astounded then yeah after the first half being up 17 10 I told my buddy over here T T say say what's good, good. all right what's up T <laughs> Right after they won 17 10, I'm like, look, Lamar Jack's going to turn up on us and he's going to end up winning the game. Sure, uh, sure enough, uh, they did. And then my other thing, too, was that um, how against a, what, what was the T, 29th ranked defense, 29th ranked pass defense, how do Thielen and Jefferson only get 12 combined targets? I want to get yeah. your guys' takes on that. I am dumbfounded because I worked the double just to watch this game. Oh, but especially with daylight savings. So I had to work 17 That's hours right. just, just to watch this sorry wow. performance of Kirk Cousins only throwing for, what was it, T, 178 yards? I'm astounded. Someone, now someone needs to slide you a double to <laughs> exactly yeah. to drink yeah. after watching that game. Yeah, oh, no, exactly. great stuff. Raymond and T, thanks for joining us, guys. You guys. Um, okay, to the, well, we've, I think we've, we've hammered the, the targets thing. Yeah, like figure out a way to prioritize two of the most dangerous receivers in the NFL. Instead of just getting all caught up in, oh, no, no, we're going to throw it to Conklin and not know what we're doing. Here's another thing, too, because people love to point out Cousins' stats as a way of saying, well, look at his stats. Like, he's doing his job. Everything else around him must be garbage, okay? So we're going to go stats on one side here and eye test on the other. So the stats say Kirk Cousins had a passer rating of 104. Lamar Jackson had a passer rating of 88. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which quarterback and their performance. Lamar Jackson threw two interceptions in that game. He also ran for a bunch of yards. But shaky at first, yeah. But who would you? Yeah, he was like he started like one for five mm-hmm. and like Dex was like bad. six of fifteen at one point. Yeah, he like it was bad. It was bad. To start. Yeah, um, but for for and Kirk started hot because he always does with the scripted plays and he hit Justin Jefferson right. He loves to start hot. Yep. Which quarterback with the eye test would you rather have had for those three and a half hours? It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. And and <laughs> and, Kirk- and did those interceptions cripple the Ravens or derail Lamar Jackson's chances of ultimately like? No, the Vikings are so scared of mistakes. Oh, my God, what if we throw an interception? I mean, Lamar Jackson threw two of them. The Ravens still won. Baltimore, is rated, Baltimore is rated, as the previous um, guest said, 29th in the National Football League in pass defense, and Kirk threw 28 times for 187 yards. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? It, mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes zero sense. Again, it's, it's just malpractice. At this point in time, it's malpractice to allow this to continue. I, you could hire one person to be the OC for the Gophers and Vikings, and if they're competent, they would do a better job than the two people currently working for those teams. And I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Like, like you could have the person fly from the Gopher game to the Viking game, call plays. And, and I do think, though, I think now, I joked about this before, but in my mind, it's confirmed. Um, Clint Kubiak is is a conduit for the scripted plays. I don't think they're coming from him. You can't be this oblivious. Once the script runs out, you can't be this clueless unless you are basically being given the scripted play. There's somebody else. I don't know if it's dad or not, but somebody else, and I'm serious about this this time, is scripting those plays. There is no way that you can be that bad when you were that or- good every single week. Or is he just like, is he the guy, you know, we've all, you know, taken high school, college classes where like you study your ass off and you memorize a bunch of things that you can then recite on a test. But if somebody were to get like this used to happen to me for like Spanish speaking classes where like I could memorize all the conjugations and I could do well. But then like if you put me up in the front of the room, okay, now let's have a conversation without your notes. It's like, uh, (laughs) right. Like maybe he's really good at studying tendencies and like these. Okay, these are the 15 plays we're going to start out with. And again, today they worked really well. But then once the adjustment happens and a smart coach like John Harbaugh gets 15 minutes at halftime. Right. And then, okay, now it's improvisational. Now it's about feel and flow and figuring out what, you know, on the fly, like he's clearly terrible at that. Yeah. And Kirk and Kirk is too. Kirk's not improvisational. Kirk needs things to be very particular. The reason why I don't think, I think that Clint is being provided with the scripted plays though, is because common sense says that as the season progresses, you would learn a little bit like it might not improve fully, but, but we don't see steps. Like we see nothing. It's literally like what 12 to 15 plays get done. And then this guy becomes an idiot. Um, <laughs> if he, if, if he was progressing, like if we were seeing, okay, it's not perfect, but it's getting better. I would say he's scripting the plays and he's trying to go, go to school, but it's literally like he gets done. Okay. 12 plays are done. Clint, I need your notepad now. But what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to Kirk, Kirk, what are we supposed to do? So I don't, I'm really convinced that somebody behind the scenes, he is getting cliff notes and he is being assisted by somebody who's competent, um, who then can't help him. Yeah. I really think that. All right, Declan, who's up next? Vikings vent line. Let's uh, go back down to Maryland. Carl, Carl from Maryland. Hey guys. How are you? So what's up, Carl? 
Blair Witch project down there, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I saw the Vikings today. I saw the Vikings today. I saw the Vikings today. We're trying to do a sacrifice. We're doing a sacrifice. Yeah, so I don't even know what to say. Like, I for a while I felt bad for Zimmer. I was like, all right, we'll can him. He'll get on somewhere else. I don't even care. Like, just just go. I mean, I what's clear is there is no next step. Yes, they drafted Mon, but there is no there's no plan. There's no next step. This is mediocrity for the next four to five years. And I'm sorry for the darkness. Kids are playing with the fire responsibly. Uh, but it's just it's, it's awful. Right? There's nowhere to go. Carl Carl, are you are you are you shielding your kids from this Vikings football yeah, debacle? Okay. No, unfortunately I'm not. They're dressed oh. up in purple. It's it's sad. It's borderline child abuse over here in Maryland. Oh my gosh! So it's just it's frustrating, guys. I mean, I know it's it's a it's the same song, and I, you know the the other thing is the lack of second half adjustments, and it's and it's not just hey things didn't work out, let's adjust. It's predicting what the other team is going to do. They this is not a new thing. It has been Mike Zimmer one hundred and one. I don't know how to adjust for what the other team might do. So yep. sorry, guys. I got to get my kids together here. But thanks. <laughs> Stay away from the fire, kids. Don't get yeah, near the fire. fire Love it, dude. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carl. That's Carl down in Maryland. Carl just jumps into the fire. He's yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna light myself on fire. Here's my so Viking jersey. Throw your Viking jersey. Into it. So we uh, we sent these out last week after uh, the Dallas debacle, and I think I think it's worth revisiting this. So the Vikings love to jump out to these hot offensive starts. So they coming into this week, they ranked seventh in the NFL in first quarter points. So their offense was regularly off to hot starts. Mm-hmm. And then second quarter, it drops to 14th and 12th. And then by the fourth quarter, they're 30th in offensive scoring. Well, again, they jump out to a hot start. They get the seven points in the first quarter, and then they score 10 more in the second. Um, but then, you know, they did get seven in the third, but that's off of kick return. They only had seven points offensively in the second half of this game, yeah. including all of overtime. I mean, what, you know, how much more of this? Do you, it's not, you know, this happens almost every week. How much more of this do you need to see before you start to make some changes here? Well, and how much more do players have to see? Like, at what point in time do we get to a breaking point where Cousins or Thielen or somebody, I mean, they are not awful. They're, Kirk might drive you nuts. That's fine. But Thielen and Jefferson and Osborne and Cook are not terrible. Yeah. And and what's just maddening is the first two drives today, you maximize them all. Like, you max. that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint that's hard to stop. And then it's just gone. Um, if I'm a player, if I'm a veteran player, if I'm Thielen or I'm Cook, or hell, if I'm Kirk at this point, I publicly I publicly come out and say something. Like you're you're looking like a buffoon. You look like an idiot because you are trying to run an offense that is I don't even know what it is. But like, what is this? Is it West Coast? Is it is it game plan? I don't like, know. It's a good question. I, what is? This? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's amazing. Uh, who's next on Vikings vent line? Go to AJ. AJ, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventland. How are you? Uh, as good as I can be, guys. You know, it's almost like I'm 27 years old. True story. My first game that I ever watched was the 98 championship game, and I've just been cursed ever since that with this team. Mm. I think mm. this whole mess is just Mike Zimmer straight up 
ego wanting to win the way he wants to getting in front of everything that we're doing. And it's cost us Stefan Diggs at this point. It's cost us playoff appearances. It's cost us draft picks. And I don't know what they need to see at this point anymore. Clint Kubiak, the prodigal son, needs to go home, sit on daddy's lap for a couple years and just figure it out because I don't know what he's doing. Um, the offense that they're running, I feel like it's a Tim Donahue special where it's just point shaving at this point because it doesn't <laughs> make any sense, <laughs> like, what they're doing. Like, oh, okay. You know, even even going into the second half, it's like, oh, my God, we're up 14. All right, uh, let's run it to Dallas and call a timeout so ba- uh, Baltimore can get the ball back and score a touchdown. It's like, what the like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Um, oh man, I don't I don't even know what to say about this anymore. Um, I need I need to see Rich Spielman too. He needs to come down to to the altar and testify to this too because I at this point I don't know how this guy survives another coach. I mean, you got Zimmer in here. His defense is terrible. I felt bad for him today because they played you know basically three quarters and the offense was out there for maybe a quarter and a half. But they've been terrible. Uh, Clint Kubiak, that was just, let's keep Zim comfortable and not have someone in here to actually challenge his philosophy because it doesn't work. And then now we're stuck in a situation where we're going to be three and seven. This team is going nowhere. and We've got all this firepower. And it's like a Ferrari with a steam engine in it. Trying to yeah. drive it. It's just yeah. ridiculous. You know the and, and AJ. Here's one thing I don't want to hear. And I've already like I'm just just checking my Twitter at replies. I'm seeing a little bit of this. You know, you know, people trying to stay positive, and I get that. But the man, they they they're they're so close. They're playing in these close games. They almost beat Arizona, and they almost beat Cincinnati, and they almost almost almost. Are we going to hang a banner? Is that what's are we going next uh, next preseason, second preseason game hang a boy, the Vikings came really close against some playoff teams in 2021 banner. Like I'm kind of sick of hearing that cuz losing close games is not a badge of honor. It's a huge indictment on your coaching staff and on your team when you lose close games like this all the time. Uh, I I totally agree. It's like you guys had that that episode about are we too nice? This those people that are tweeting that, that's exactly the problem with this town. It's like, we'll clap for Andrew Wiggins being mediocre and having so much potential for three years. It's being like, dude, if this guy just gave a crap about his game, he could average 30 in the league East. Yeah. I feel like that's the same way with Kirk Cousins. That's the same way with us just not being a dumpster fire. It's just, you know, keep it level, keep the wheels happy, and we'll just clap and continuously cap for nothing. They're giving us crumbs. Yeah. Dude, AJ, also – Awesome purple background there. It's pretty badass. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I should probably turn it red and just like like yeah, they don't deserve it. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't deserve that type of work. Man, at this point, I I, I honestly should just probably purify this whole room and just do a save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spray, cool. spray it down. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, AJ. Thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate Peace it. Out, Appreciate Bringing you. the takes to Vikings vent line. Um, we're an hour into this thing. This is a therapy session, and we will keep going and uh, bringing more people in. But real quick, Judd, Skinny Judd, tell the audience how you've lost over 20 pounds and how they can as well. That's exactly right. Five weeks in, into my experience with the folks at Livia Weight Control Centers, to Phil's point, down 21 pounds, went in five weeks ago, 240. 240 is too big. 240, the clothes didn't fit. I didn't uh Feel good. And on the precipice of my 52nd birthday, most importantly, um, I was not healthy. 
I was in a bad place health-wise. Well, 21 pounds down now, 218. The weight is going to continue to come off. And then the best part is, once it comes off, I'm going to keep it off. And now you're saying, Judd, how can I join you? It's simple. In fact, first 10 weeks for free, Livia.com, or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Check them out. I'm five weeks in, 21 pounds down. And like I just told you, the first 10 weeks for free, if you do the math, that's a pretty good deal, Livia.com. All right, Skinny Judd rocking it. If you guys want to lose some weight, Livia.com. Support the show. Support yourselves. Uh, click the subscribe button if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We'll give you daily Vikings entertainment and therapy in return. And if you're just sick of this, if you're just sick of it, click the like button. And uh, that will also help spread the word about this show, Vikings Fatline. All right, Declan, let's get back to the callers, so to speak. Who's next? Let's go to uh, Luca. Luca, what's up, man? You're on Vikings uh, Fat Line. Not much, honestly. It's just been very frustrating these last couple of weeks. You know, uh, I was at Shields today with my dad, and I said, Dad, the Vikings are up 14 to 3. And I'm like, if they win, I'll buy you and mom and dad dinner. You know, lose win situation there. I don't have to buy dinner, but, you know, I have to <laughs> suffer through another loss. And I'm sitting there with my dad, and I'm just like, I'm like, why are we Vikings fans? Because it's just day in, day out, frustration. And it, I just don't know where to go. It's just, it's, it's terrible. Okay. okay. First off, it might get worse, okay? Oh, so, I so it well might get worse. So, so um, take a deep breath and know that, that eventually, eventually, hopefully, the formula gets done right. Um, but the best part is for now, the most reassuring thing I can tell you at this point is this part of it ends soon. Like, I don't see any path, uh, no. to, after 2021 is done where they say, let's bring Mike back. I, I don't know about Rick, but Mike is going to be gone and Rick might be too. And, and the new people are going to decide on Kirk. So the frustration that this chapter continues to give you and us is just about done. So that is today's positive is losses like this get us closer and closer to the end of the Spielman probably, Zim for sure, Cousins probably chapter. And Luca, if Judd's wrong, he'll buy you dinner, all right? Oh, I'll buy your parents dinner too. Yeah. yeah, let's go to Shields. Let's do it up. Oh, let's go. Do <laughs> Surly's too. Oh, definitely for sure. 100%. Surly Furious, man. Well, we're yeah. here for you as therapists, all right? Just let us know I'm sorry, if you ever need I'm, anything. I'm sorry you're young optimistic the future looks bright and now you're 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 saddled with this crap i'm sorry for that yeah. yeah yeah and it's just you know i remember 2017 you know that great year we had you know going to the nfc championship and i'm like you know we lost the eagles and i'm like can we ride this wave of you know great defense and you know everything else but it's just to be expected from the vikings yeah. So. Dude, Luca, appreciate you coming on. All right. Hope you enjoy your dinner regardless. Now Thank that you. it's being paid for, I mean, it should be great now. That's why you that's why you sometimes you have to, you know, mm-hmm. bet against your team, I guess. Blame mm-hmm. your dad, too. But I want to say something about the 2017 team because Mike Zimmer and the Vikings were also putting out this myth that now we've arrived defensively. This was a 4 or 5 year build to get the defense that Zimmer wanted in 2017. And now this is going to be a window of excellent defense. That ain't how it works in the NFL. It's not realistic in a violent sport, not as violent now as it was maybe 30 years ago, to have 11 guys on defense, all healthy, all in their prime, 
all rocking in the same scheme, right? Pulling the rope in the same direction. Contract situations all smoothed over. Like that is a freaking lunar eclipse in the NFL. Even some of the great defenses of all time. Go back and look at like the 1985 Bears. You know, that was an unstoppable defense. And two or three years later, they were just like average to below average because guys get older. You know, guys become free agents. The coaches, coaching staff starts to turn over because coordinators go elsewhere. And so it's like this, this, this thought that the Vikings can just build defense year after year after year and just have a perpetually great defense. That's not how it works. It's too hard. Daniil Hunter gets hurt, right? Harrison Smith catches COVID. He's going to be out for two weeks. Patrick Peterson gets hurt. Like guys get hurt on a regular basis and you're not going to be able to just sub in pro bowlers. And so the only way to sustain, I think, contendership year after year is to find that quarterback that's better than Kirk Cousins at some point or have a quarterback that doesn't make as much as Kirk Cousins so that you can have more depth on your roster to make up for when guys get hurt or when you can't fill you know, with a free agent at left guard or something like that. But how did you not go all in on offense this year particularly? Like, you have these ingredients there, right? Like, the stew is there. Like, it does, again, it doesn't take a football expert to say, okay, your defense is it's not terrible, but it's probably not great. But your offense has components that are special here. Mm-hmm. So, in March, you say, let's go all in and try and outscore teams. Mike, I know that's not your bag, and I know that's not perfect, but we are all trying to save our jobs. So, how do you not, like the Cardinals game, again, scripted plays, K.J. Osborne, touchdown. Oh, my God. The Vikings might, you know, stick it to, again. And this is all about what's the separation that you can create from the opponent. So so you score against the Cardinals once. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, you know, t- today, 21 to 3 potentially. Could have been. Should have been, right? If you're all if you're all in on offense. But to still think, the two, to look at the 2021 Vikings and to say to yourself, the 2017 formula seems like a smart one here. How, who are you? Like, what are you doing? It's not possible. But it's not like the three of us are football soothsayers who know that much about the game. But you look at this team and you say, to your point, Phil, it's not possible. And this is one league where I contend every year is like year by year by year. So it's not like five-year plan, three-year plan. You could have looked at this team coming out of last year and said, with the components that we get back offensively, with what we've got and a quarterback who we pay a lot to, we need to ride this thing. Yeah. And they said 2017 recreated, right? And nobody said, no, we're not going to do that. They, it, they actually, you could make a case, they actually took away from the offense from last year. I think the offensive line was better for the first month, but if you really look at it, they went from a bona fide above average left tackle to a rookie. And I think Darius is going to be good long-term, but that was a downgrade to a question mark. Um, they plugged in Oli Udo as an experimental right guard and then moved Ezra Cleveland to a position he's never played before left guard. And then uh, they downgraded from one of the more established play callers in NFL history in Gary Kubiak to a guy that's never called plays before in Clint Kubiak. They lost Irv Smith to injury. Like they've, it, it's it, instead of, and you know they cleared out all this money to go sign players, and they signed all defensive players. Right. You know, it's just, and, yeah, and, exactly. And, right. and, and how's that working for you right now? I just like they had a chance. I think they had a chance to at least give themselves, I guess, a real shot at being a top five offense. And yes. they decided to skimp on coordinator and offensive line, 
and you're seeing the results. But you're they seeing con- them. But they convinced themselves that they were doing the right thing. That's what that's what drives you crazy. They're the ones who said our offense was good and it will continue to be good. And it's like, hold on a second here. You, if that's the case, then you don't go make your big splash move. Galvin Tomlinson, who's an okay player, but he's an okay player. And and what they said was we have to rebuild our defense, which they did. I'm all for the tweaks and moves there. But your main priority then in free agency had to be offense, and you didn't. And, and yeah, just a starting out point, having Clint Kubiak calling plays was, was in my opinion, um, coaching suicide. Like, like Mike, Mike is going to be fired and deserves to be because he allowed his buddy's friend to call plays. My only question is, where was Rick to say, Mike, we're not going to do that? And, and the other thing that drives you nuts is this one. In March, there are several teams that if Mike had come in and said, this is my plan, they would the, the people that run that team would have said, you know what, probably best to park company right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I'm just uh, going through some of the press conference things. The players are frustrated. Kirk Cousins uh, looks like he took blame for the negative yardage series that followed the uh, Cam Bynum. That was a great interception by Cam Bynum late in the second quarter. Uh, Cousins and Dalvin Cook both wearing masks at the podium, too, which means that they're still unvaccinated and they've been violating protocol for the last right. so i don't know if they're gonna get fined or how that works i don't really care i guess um all right who's next on vikings vent line presented by perfectly. a silly brewing company that's exactly right yeah. that's the least of their problems yeah the mask problem <laughs> yep let's go to uh jay jay what's up man welcome back to hey, what's Ventline. going on what's up what's going on everybody welcome got, back to the show i got one little bit of positivity before i get into this so i just want to say shout out to andre patterson for coaching his butt off on that d-line Kenny Will or Willikus, Armand Watts, Everson Griffin, what he did. I want to, it was a Lamar run. I think it went for one yard where he engaged the uh, right tackle and then he flipped inside and got his arm on Lamar Jackson, stopping him for everybody else to come make the tackle. Like they, our D line played their butts off for what they were given. And I'll give them that. But, um, one thing I did want to touch on is um, I don't really care how we ended up there. We scored 31 points on the Ravens, uh, third and eight in overtime. And if you're Kirk Cousins and you see 10 bodies on the line of scrimmage across from you, how do you not call a timeout there when you're too wide? How, how do you not call a timeout? How do you not change the play? Because Kirk doesn't call timeouts or change plays. He just yep, works here. I'm not in charge of that. I'm not in charge that, of that, man. He that just works here, man. Disaster Jay, Jay, happen. no, Jay, stay in your lane. Jay, stay in your lane, dude. <laughs> just stay hey, in your I'm lane. Hey, I'm Boston, really? Jay. Stay I'm not staying in my lane. <laughs> really? In, in your car. Today. Stay in your lane, Jay. Don't be <laughs> swerving. I'm parked. I'm parked. I'm parked. Oh, Don't easy there. That. Easy there. All right. Um, I mean, there. It's a great question. It's a great question. And I, I, I told myself before the game, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chart how many times uh, Kirk does some sort of check at the line of scrimmage. And I, I, I failed to do that for the whole game. So I don't have adequate data on that. But, you know, if, if Peyton Manning is on the top end of the scale where he's literally yelling like dummy checks <laughs> to try and throw the defense every play, right, that he's, he's doing stuff as a bluff, I just feel like Kirk's one of the more quiet veteran quarterbacks at the line of scrimmage. He's just getting the play. He's running it most of the time, as it's called. 
and uh, he's letting the coaching staff call timeouts for him, right? That's just that's who he's been. And after after that, I have one more thing, and this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. It was one of Clint Kubiak's uh, press conferences, and it really bothered me. Uh, and I don't know if you guys talked about this on the show, but he was asked about Kirk Cousins' performance this year well, when he was playing good. I think it was after the Carolina game. But he said, you know, Kirk's doing great, all this other coach speak. And then he said this. He said, Coke, uh, Kirk is capable of a lot of things, and he's probably capable of more than we're allowing him to do. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. Like, what are you limiting Kirk to? Because that tells me that the coaches are actively putting barriers on what Kirk is allowed to do at the line. And I think it's sabotaging moments like that third and eight where you have 10 men on the line of scrimmage and you just snap the ball and almost get sacked. Mm -hmm. He knew he was going to get a free rusher on that play. Yeah. No, Jay, I mean, thanks for coming on. You always bring great insights yeah. <laughs> and just stay in your lane. Just, you know, you you just work here. Um, I think if you're, if, if you're any coaching staff in the NFL and you're insinuating that, you know, our talented quarterback has more that he can offer in the passing game, but we are not allowing him to do all the things that he can do, then you're fired. Like, why would you not be trying to max out your passing game in 2021 NFL? Because yeah, that's how, but that's how some coaching staffs are. And, and clearly, so what we don't know about Kirk is this one is the Kirk. I just work here guy act his passive aggressive. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to do. They, they tell me, or has he been told by this coaching staff, we will handle things. Yeah. Now, if I'm Kirk, I rebel against that. But, but you know, I, I always go, go back to the, the uh, to when Brad Johnson was here, and it was 2006, Childress, for Childress's first year, Dante got hurt. And Brad Johnson, on the Tuesday um, before the game he was going to start, his first start, showed up to sit in on offensive meetings and was told, no, dude. We've got this. We'll tell you what to do tomorrow. And Brad's like, but one, I played in the league forever. And two, you know, with Tice, I would actually have some orchestration of the game plan. And he was basically told, go home. Which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing and incredibly <laughs> stupid. But Such what bad I, but, leadership. But, yeah. the, but the hubris of the offensive staff and what we don't know here, especially with Mike, is – is Kirk's are Kirk's ideas spurned and he is still trying to give them or did, or did he just quit that? If so, both of them inexcusable. Uh, so uh, on Kirk here real quick, cause I'm just, I'm going through some of the things he's saying right now at the, the post game podium and our friend Chris Long from uh, not football, Chris Long, but channel five, Chris Long from KSTP, our friend okay. in the twin cities, uh, Kirk, was asked about getting away from the deep balls and Jefferson Thielen targets, which is a great question. Boy, that was working really well early. Why would you Why would you stop doing that? And he said, it's how the game played out. The Vikings were more concerned with what the Ravens were doing and giving them, so the result can vary. So they were looking at what the Ravens were doing and giving them. And so, the Ra so I mean, this is my interpretation. The Ravens were saying, all right, well, we're not going to let that guy beat us over the top again, so let's start whatever. Let's double cover him, bracket cover him. We don't have the all 22, right? Let's roll a safety, right? And that's the fork in the road where the Vikings take a left turn, which is, oh, let's just throw it to Conklin now yeah. because they're taking away Jefferson. 
Yep. But but great teams and great offenses say we're still we're we're gonna we're gonna go down the path of still throwing to that great player because we feel like it doesn't matter what they do we can either find a way to scheme around it or we can just put the ball up to a great receiver and and let him make a play right like but Kirk sees oh man well we got him on that deep ball and now they're gonna take it away so that's gone for the rest of the game he mm-hmm. flat out said it without saying it in that answer and and where he's just totally either oblivious and foolish or flat out lying is this. And I've said this for a month now. It is not possible to take three receivers out of the game. And you have three of them. Jefferson's your best one. Mm-hmm. Thielen is your second best one. And KJ Osborne, who at times now is forgotten, has proven to be damn good and reliable. And Kirk yeah. has made difficult throws there. So I, this whole thing about they're shutting down the passing game, which basically means they're taking away one guy. It's a bogus narrative that they're trying to force as a cover for the fact that they don't have the guts or ability to adjust at all to ski. I mean, how long has the cliche scheme guys open been around for how long? Hmm? It's a cliche because it's true. You scheme guys open. Are you telling me you're telling me that, Tyler Conklin is the only guy who you can throw to. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your cousins, Kubiak, Zimmer, the late Bart star. I don't care who you are, but if you're telling me that, Oh, we can't throw to anybody else. You're lying or you're completely foolish and don't deserve to be employed. Yeah. It's you're incompetent. Yeah. You're incompetent. And again, some of this is on scheme. Some of this is on the quarterback for just being so risk averse. Um, Speaking of risk aversion, let's talk about risk management here for a few seconds because our friends at Federated Insurance are here to help business owners with risk management, protecting your bottom line, protecting your employees. Listen, there's all kinds of things that could put a dent into your operation, and Federated's here keeping an eye on those things with the all-22 footage, so to speak, surveying the landscape. They've been around for over 100 years, based in Oatana. They are one of us, and you can check them out at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Um, let's keep rolling here. Vikings right. Vent Line, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Declan, who do we got next? Let's go to uh, Jerry. Jerry, what's up, man? You're what up, Jerry? Hey, fellas. First time on, I love the show. Love Dude, it. Awesome. Love, love that yeah. you're joining us for this therapy session, Jerry. It's free of charge. Go ahead. <laughs> um, what's to be said? You, you, all the fans, everybody has been typing in, putting their comments, have already said everything. <laughs> the, 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 the problems are evident. Head coaching. Everything below head coaching. You guys remember last time we had a quarterback – that was excited on every single play. Just excited. You remember 2009, Brett Favre slapping people's butts so hard they almost God, hit dude. the ground. God, what I what I wouldn't what I would do for a Brett Favre ass slap right now. Heard that. Oh my God, dude. I'll take the paw print. I mean, come oh, on. Just put a <laughs> dent in my left cheek right now. Just, just the enthusiasm. Hurt. You know, just uh, being able to see what's going on out there and just loving everything that's going on yeah. every little second. Kirk just is out there like, okay, after this play, I got to call the wife. Yeah, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Jerry, he's a, he's a, he's a teeth grinder too. Like he, dude, he scored that touchdown. He scores the, the, the quarterback sneak touchdown. And at first I thought, oh, because there was a penalty on the play against the defense. But I thought, oh, he's not excited because he knows the penalties on the offense. But it was, it was immediately they called it an offsides, right? It's like he's not even excited to score a freaking touchdown. He's, every time they show him on the sidelines, he's just grinding his teeth. Yeah. Ugh. 
I, I just want a guy that's going out there. You, 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 you could see him mouthing uh, obscenities to everything, whether he's happy or sad. He's just in it the whole time. That guy alone can change an entire team. Mm-hmm. We got a Kirk is talented. We all know he's talented, but he has to be guided. And everybody said that, you know, on the show from since I started watching it, which mostly has been this year. But thank, thank God for you guys. Thank God for every one of you. <laughs> um, this has been a godsend. Like I'm watching this game, I'm thinking, you know, the inner Viking in me really just please win, please win. But the back of me is going, please lose. Why? Yeah, no, you're not alone, man. There's a lot Why of fans who feel that way. Well, it's and it's um, not. I think I think you've you've probably also been made to feel guilty for that because I think there's a lot of people that will say you're a bad fan if you're rooting for losses. And I don't. I mean, I don't think you need to sit there and and root for losses every week. But if you're rooting for one step back for long term gain, that doesn't make you a like. You shouldn't feel guilty for that, Jerry. Well, well, well we shouldn't. Well, the worst thing is, come my first work day, which will be Tuesday, I gotta go in there, wear these hats. And the first people you run into is who is it? Come on, guys. You know who the first people you run Packers into are? Abs- absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, fan. I mean, they're getting their ass kicked right now, and Jordan Love can't do anything. So, yeah. Well, then you got the, the, the liar quarterback on their team, which he's getting a slap on the wrist, what I hear for, for lying. But, you know, you get the Packer fans right away. He goes, oh, typical Viking. I won't even say anything because you guys are so bad. I mean, yeah. come on. It's every time. Can't we just have a winning season where we just blow out people all the time? <laughs> I know. I, I know. Two thousand nine, dude. <laughs> well, you had it in two thousand nine until until the key game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just until that thing until that happened at the end. Yeah, until, until, you know. far until that the thing. But two thousand nine was the asterisk for the Saints. Asterisk year. Yep. And kick the yeah. Packers yep. butt twice. Well, Jerry, listen, man, we appreciate you making your, your first appearance here on Vikings Vent Line. Don't let it be your last. There's going to be plenty. I mean, we're only halfway through this thing, so <laughs> buckle up, baby. Hey, you, you guys are great. All of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Actually, we're not even halfway through, right? Because they, they play uh, nine more games. They've only played eight. Yeah, I think today they was played a half- nine more games. Today was a halfway point of the season officially, but, yes, right. they, they've had to buy it. So. Good God. Well, until we get to the wild card weekend, we have more, right? Like that. Oh, it's still what, very possible. Is that what? It's going to happen. That right? seven seed's going to be a bad football team. It is. It is still. It's. It. It still could be the Vikings. So yeah. let's let's mentally prepare for that. As long as there's a coaching change after, I really don't care. Yeah. All right. Who's next, Declan? Let's go to uh, Levi. Levi, what's up, man? You're on Vikings. Hey, what's up, Levi? Hey guys, what's going on? Oh wow, dude. Got the pro set up here. Oh, like it. Levi. I forgot. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to set up my camera in time. I had to hurry up and switch my phone to this. But um, <laughs> today. What can we say, man? I mean, really, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to sue this team for trying to kill me every week. All right. Yeah. We're all going to get together. We're going to sue this team. All Class right. action. Class Let's action. Thank you. Let's do Thank it. you. I like it. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I don't I just don't understand why we continually every single week we want to play not to lose instead of putting the, the foot on the gas and winning these games. Let's just review for a second. We have an offense that has Adam Thielen, that has KJ Osborne, that has Justin Jefferson, that has Dalvin Cook. We finally have a competent offensive line. Not not the best, but do that but does their thing. By the way, Mason Cole, I'm not sure if we've looked at any numbers or anything. I didn't look at Twitter yet as far as how he played versus Garrett Bradbury. But 
you can't tell me there are millions. There's plenty of teams in the league that would take our offense and just do something with it. It just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. And I like what you guys said. We're at the pretty much at the halfway point time now. And let's go ahead and just fire the guy. I mean, what do we have to lose at this point? Promote Andre Patterson as your interim as your interim for right now. Evaluate, see what he's got. You, Zimmer is gone. See if it's really Clint or is it uh, Zimmer wanted to take over, um, you know, and, and make things conservative and take us back to 1960. You get you get to see everything in front of you. You get to get uh, the time to evaluate everything and then make the right move in the offseason. What are we waiting for? It's time to win. We've invested all this money into our defense. And you're te- what you want to tell me, we're going to do all of these things and then just blow up the season. Like, we're just going to see this train going into a lake, and everybody's going to say, oh, it's like, it's like that character sitting on the stool inside of, uh, inside of a, a house that's on fire. This is fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Yeah, dude, you could even tell, like, you know, the, they get off to such a great, hot offensive start. And yeah. I brought this up at the beginning of the show, but they're up, they're up 17-3, and they get the ball back off of, I think it was off the Cam Bynum interception. So, like, you have a chance to blow this thing wide open now. Like, this is your game. Step on the throttle. And they come out with a tight end screen to Conklin that gets, I mean, I, th- I think it gained a handful of yards, but it's like, you know, it's, it's not exactly your most dynamic play in the, uh, in, the, in the bunch. And then you're starting running backs not even on the field for the first two plays of that series. They hand off to Alex Madison, nothing, and then they run on third down with Dalvin Cook and it gets stuffed. It's like, this was your chance to turn your season around by taking a three-touchdown lead on the Ravens on the road and you come out with conservative, cons- even more conservative, and then even more conservative, and open the door back up for them. That's all. Honestly, dude, like I knew the game was going to swing in the other direction as soon as that happened. Yeah, and you, you, we just can't make these type of mistakes against a team like the Baltimore Ravens. You, these are teams that have done it. They don't have as much, but you can see with their coaching, they're motivated. Their co- it doesn't matter if the Ravens have 16 people on injury reserve because John Harbaugh is going to go in there and he's going to make every single person in that locker room feel like they've got it and we can beat anybody and it doesn't matter. And we're not seeing that with our coaching staff. My last point, and I'll leave out of here, um, you know, us as Vikings fans, we don't have to take this. You know, I am an admin of a a Facebook group that has like over 66,000 Vikings fans in it. And I constantly see every single day, People defending this team. Why are you defending this team? And this is a part of the problem. And this is part of Minnesota Vikings culture. Why do you applaud mediocrity? Yes, you're okay dude. with just going to the playoffs. Levi. You're okay with going to the playoffs, yes. getting out, then going to the playoffs again. You're you'll go. You're okay with going to the playoffs, not going to the playoffs for three years, then going in again. What is what's up with us, man? Because because we love the apologists. Exactly. We love the apologists. And you're. You're right, and, and it, it's, it, is, it is not our fault, but it's partially our fault because we rarely demand anything. If, if you get bad enough, we ignore you. Uh, in the Vikings case, we tolerate you constantly. We complain and moan, but we tolerate it because we're told by people that we see as being influential that it's okay because they get to go have a steak with Zim or they get to go on a show with Kirk. So it's okay to be, I'll call, you don't get it, you know, just have faith. 
I'll give you a, a preach. Just listen to me. <laughs> and that's why we tolerate this crap. And, and it's maddening to see because these guys don't deserve a pass. And if they have to go, you think I care? It's the uniform. Yeah. I want to see the I want to see the uniform win a Super Bowl. If it's Kirk or Mike or Rick, I don't give a damn what their names are. I mean, we would have taken a Super Bowl with Brett. That that would have been a sacrilege at one point. But you know what? We want a Lombardi Trophy, and our and our listening to the to the preachers and the the control freaks who who look at you and say. Levi, you are out of line with your thoughts because you don't get what Mike is trying to do. Have faith. At some point in time, we all need to wake up and realize that having faith is incredibly stupid, naive, and a waste of our time. Seriously. Hey, Levi, uh, shout out your – what's your Facebook group? It's a Minnesota Minnesota Vikings family on Facebook. Uh, if you if you we I get tons hundreds of requests a day, but if you go ahead and get in the queue, we'll get you in there. Cool. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So people were asking here. I saw. So yeah. Definitely come back on again sometime, Levi. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, keep keep bringing that passion, dude. Because I think I think sometimes fans feel like, well, what's the point? Like you know, no. The louder you are, if you're sick of mediocrity, the louder you are. Maybe the owners catch a vibe of people that aren't going to put up with this crap. Well, you know, I think if they keep selling out seats, then that's obviously that's. Say. If you get if you get to a point where the Wills are in their suite and they look around at a December game and there aren't people there, if you don't think that that sends an important message to them, it sends an incredibly important message, which is we're sick of this crap. And every game you don't go to is beers not sold, merchandise not sold. Um, but yeah, I, I just he is so right. I am just so sick of us. Uh, basically being intimidated into believing because we're told that if we don't, our fan card is going to be revoked. It's a yeah. stupid premise. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vikings vent line rolling on here. Declan, who's next? Yeah, a couple more calls here. Let's go to uh, Mike. Mike, what's up, man? You're on Vikings. Hey, Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, Judd, you're my favorite. Just about to throw that out there. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Love it. This one's well, for um, you, my man. <laughs> oh, my here, God. Let me just say me. this. This is what the Vikings do to my hair. They it just they really <laughs> oh, make oh, that's my good hair, hair. stand up. I like that hair at all. <laughs> but um, where do we start? It's three main things that the Minnesota Vikings need to do. One, fire Mike Zimmer. Two, fire Clint. Three, get rid of Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I kind of tend to, to judge things off of if you take Aaron Rodgers – and put it in front of our O line right now. How much better does our O offensive line look? Look, just with his his capability yep. of his of his abilities that he brings to the quarterback position. 100%. Lamar Jackson, yep. Kyler Murray, any quarterback in the league right now. If you put them in behind our offensive line, I feel like their offensive line will even, as, at least from the eye test, look better. Yep. Um, the play calling, offensive play calling, was absolutely horrible. It drives me insane watching this man call the plays for us it starts off well then it always takes a hard 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 left so that just that was just one of the just quick cleanups that we need to do right now and um the defense i do want to give shout outs to the defense today they played their asses off anthony Barr, that last play that interception was one of the best plays that i've seen from him in the minnesota vikings uniform and that that just and then when, then when something like that happens and you think like okay 
here we go. We get this is the chance right here. All we need is three points, 25, 30 yards, three points, and we get the victory. The season's turned around. Nobody's at least wanting to find Zimmer for at least this, you know, everything's just fine at the moment. But uh, thanks for the opportunity, guys. That's all I wanted to say. I appreciate, I appreciate it. That, dude, Mike D, great stuff, dude. Thank Love it. Job, Love man. the passion. Hopefully, uh, hopefully your hair goes back to normal, maybe after the Vikings uh, stop stressing you out so much. Um, all right, let's get to uh, one more here on Vikings. Yeah. Darian, our buddy. What's up, hey, man? Hey, hey guys. What's going on? What's going on? So I did have a quick question before I go. Um, so with the guys wearing all the hoodies for Odell Beckham, Mm-hmm. Do you think that was more so like a recruiting recruiting stunt, right? Uh, that's a good question. I know, well, Justin Jefferson was the LSU connection. Yeah. But wasn't Dantzler, was Dantzler wearing one too? And he's he's uh, Clemson. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's my thing, right? So if it was an audition for him, how do you think we did? <laughs> dude, oh my that's god. Good, I see where you went there. I love it. Um, I would dude. say pass fail. I would say fail. <laughs> Cuz I, I just want to understand like how Lamar who doesn't have half the weapons that we have and he still throws out throws Kirk Cousins. Um, why does this happen to us? How is how is Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell who's we thought was washed somehow scores on us. How does Devontae Booker, who we thought, not Devontae Booker, whatever his name is. Uh, Freeman, right? Freeman. Yes. Devontae Freeman. Yeah, yeah. How is it that, you know, he has a good game on us, a recently, you know, rather good game on us. How does this happen? <laughs> I feel like it's, I think we need to look a little bit deeper than just, uh, well, no, Zimmer needs to go, obviously. But <laughs> how is it that we keep falling into these these things? I don't know what we did to the football guys to deserve what we where this happens, but I just feel like <laughs> just being a Vikings fan is just like the most frustrating thing ever in life. So I I'm hoping that we lose the rest of our games. If we don't lose the rest of our games, uh, I I really don't know how we get out this purgatory, but. Yeah, uh, just hope for the best, I guess. Awesome, Darian. Appreciate you, man. By the way, Mississippi State. I'm, I'm Mississippi an idiot. State. Mississippi yeah. State is where I can't answer one. But either way, oh. like they're not. Regardless of where he went to college, I don't think it was a good audition for OBJ. <laughs> no, no. And, and I think that I, I think the first way that you start to get out of this is for a coaching change, and you've got to bring in a guy who knows offense. And and I hate to say this, but most importantly, cares about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike, again, you know what? I bet on that flight home, as frustrated as Zim is by the loss, I bet privately he's like, showed him pretty well, didn't I? I hate my defense. I, pre- stepped I designed, up to the plate today, baby. He did design a pretty damn good plan. And I bet his, his angst is, well, I mean, Clint really didn't do his job. And, and that goes back to the problem that this team has always had with Mike, which is you are the head coach. Dude. The offense is as much a reflection of you, as much as you might uh, balk at it, as the defense is. And for you to be satisfied, because I sort of showed them, didn't I, is means you are a defensive coordinator. That's what it means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's what a frustrating loss. What a fr- I mean, not, not surprising in the least bit. And I think, actually, we kind of... Declan, you thought it was going to be a blowout. And then mm-hmm. early, you know, early on, the Vikings at least came out fighting. And I think... I kind of said, like, the Vikings are going to come out, they're going to take a lead early, and they're going to show fight, and then they're going to get beat. Like, you know, there's going to be a second-half barrage. I didn't think that they were going to be 
going to overtime. I honestly thought the second half was going to be, but that that kick return for a touchdown gave them extra cushion, right? It was a two touchdown cushion, but I don't know. This is it's groundhog day. It's groundhog day and something has to change at some point. But can you believe, well, yes, you can. But when you go back and consider that, that you, um, you stopped them in OT, got the ball back. Okay. Your defense by then is just gassed. Like if you have any feel for your team, they're done. Like they are gassed. And instead of saying, we got to score here. Like we got to get points and then we're done. Then we win. You run the plays they ran. Like you literally, if you have any idea about this sport, you, you would have said, we've got to score. We've got to get a field goal here, which by the way, ends it. Um, we cannot give the ball back. And instead, Phil, like you said, swing pass, run for a loss of a a yard, Mm -hmm. and then a desperation pass on a blitz, which, by the way, the last time I checked, blitzes in this league, not a new thing. I mean, Kirk Cousins looked like he had never seen one. Dude, and that's the thing, too. It's like, well, what's he supposed to do? The offensive line. It's always like, well, uh, until the offensive line is a brick wall, then we can't have a conversation about scoring points. And last time I checked, when a team blitzes, I think if you do, do the math, it opens up guys to get the ball, yeah. to take the ball a long way. Oh, yeah. oh my God, you could have taken the yeah. long way and then kicked the field goal. Yeah. But the fact that you were like, let's send the defense back out there, those poor, I felt, I actually felt empathy because those guys, shorthanded, did the best they possibly could. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, go back out there and stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. So, well, boys, listen, we've got plenty more because tomorrow is pie chart of blame Monday on Purple Daily. It's statements on Mackie and Judd. And um, we're uh, we're in for a year of therapy, apparently here on Vikings Ventline presented by Surly Brewing Company. Thanks to everyone who jumped on, whether you were a first timer or a regular like Chansey in Fargo. Uh, This show is always it's always just it's a a great community. It's been it's been a blast this season. Mostly just complaining about this football team. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us. Please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and click the like button if you're just kind of sick of this. For Judd, for Declan, and also for uh, Surly and TCL and Federated and Livia, thank you guys for supporting our partners. And we'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily. We'll see you next week on Vikings Ventline.